Do you want a cash-flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom? Sunsets and palm trees on your terms. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags-to-riches real estate millionaire who started with no money or credit and quickly grew a multi-million dollar portfolio of cash-flowing apartments. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life. And the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. Hey, Anthony Cameron. Welcome to the show. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having us, Corey. Appreciate it. Yeah, super excited about this episode. And really, we're talking before the show about a million dollar mistake. Before we get to that, though, I would love for you guys just to take a minute and give kind of a brief overview of who you guys are, kind of your backstory so everybody can really get a feeling for who you guys are. Yeah. Go for it. Absolutely. Corey, I'll jump in there. This is Cameron. I got interested or I got into this industry really just by happenstance. I was a business owner. We're out here in Las Vegas and I started a business and I had some success and I was actually looking for places to put money. And I was kind of early mid twenties at the time. And I started looking around at opportunities. And to be honest, one of the biggest things that jumped out at me, number one was just lack of control. And a lot of the opportunities that were presented to me were, Hey, you put your money in here and you can't touch it to your 59 and a half. And to be honest, I thought I was the crazy one because I was the only one that was like terrible idea, but everybody else was doing it. I decided not to. I sat on cash for a long time and I came across a couple of strategies that fit really well for what I was doing as a business owner. And one of those was infinite banking. It just was pure luck, to be honest. My wife and I were buying our house and our broker actually recommended that I read the book. And he said, if I would have read this when I was your age, it would have been the difference of millions of dollars. And so that is really what kind of got me into this. First started just doing this personally, and then I had other people kind of approach me and ask me to teach them what I was doing there. So that's how I ended up in this industry. I just got to say something real quick. I just thought about this because like just the other day, it's funny because I think about brokers, like financial advisors, right? Yeah. They claim to be so damn smart. And I used to be one, by the way, so I'm (laughs) going to beat up myself. But the truth, it's they're brokers for a reason because they're always broker than you are, Mm. right? It's the craziest place where millionaires go and get advice from someone that's making $80,000 a year. (laughs) They have no ideas. Like They don't have net worth. They have nothing, but yet they know everything, right? And the truth is, the wealthy play the game different. And Mm -hmm. the more that you understand, if you want to stay wealthy and become wealthy, you've got to play a different game. That's kind of what you're talking to. Absolutely. I went there looking for somebody to teach me how to make money. And the only thing they wanted was to take my money and just manage it, right? And have me come back every six months, tell me how it's doing. I'm like, Wolf no, no, no. Wall Street. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Your I'm like, wait, this... take their money and put it in your money. Exactly. Right? I'm like, <laughs> right? I'm no dummy, right? But I was like, this doesn't sound like a That's good what idea. It felt like. yeah. 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 Absolutely. Corey, my name's Anthony and I'm a recovering CPA. <laughs> After high school, I joined the army, got a degree in accounting, worked for PricewaterhouseCoopers, CFO for a chain of restaurants, opened up my own CPA firm, especially in taxes for small business. And ironically, I worked really closely with my financial planner. I was in the process of getting licensed and kind of doing joint work. And then 08 happened. And everybody, not, not everybody, most people got punched in the gut. And I told the guy like, look, I can't good conscious tell people, hey, you did everything right. But to no fault of your own, your 401k is now a 201k. And so I said, sorry, I can't, I can't do it. And it started me looking for something else. Like that's when I realized financial planning was broken. They have no control. Yeah. By the way, that's how I got kicked out of becoming an FA, right? When that market crashed, my heart left the business because I realized 
Mm. Here I am talking a big game like, I'm watching over your money. Listen, I have no control. And then when they lose half of $3 million and you look at them and say, well, it's the market. Yeah. That doesn't float well, right? That takes your heart away. And, you know, these are people that are at retirement ready for to live their life. They've planned well and did well. And their whole thing was wrecked in one year. Yeah. Mm. It's one thing if you make poor decisions that you got to reap what you sow, right? But when no fault of your own and no control of yours, I mean, you are losing wealth. And what I realized, there were a small section of my clients that didn't get punched in the gut. In fact, they actually thrived during that time. Yeah. So I went to... How did you get here? How are you thinking differently? What books have you read? What assets are you investing in? They weren't doing their 401k. They weren't in mutual funds. They were creating businesses and real estate, just like Robert Kiyosaki said in Rich Dad Poor Dad, which I, like myself, had read that book, but didn't execute it. And I kind of realized I needed to do something different because that great recession, there's a recession literally every 10 years. Cameron and I went back to 1900s. There's one every single year. So I realized if I don't do anything different, why would I expect a different result? So took my blinders off. And that's when I kind of re-engaged with Rich Dad, Poor Dad. But then that's when I got exposed to the infinite banking concept. And so I started incorporating those ideas myself. And just like Cameron had said, my clients were like, what should I do? I don't trust Wall Street. I want to have more control. I'm like, well, this is what I'm doing. And then eventually we turned that into a business. And then I had growing, like teaching people IBC and then taxes. And oh yeah, I had some family, (laughs) some over here. And so the reason why I started my CPA firm was to be there for my kids. And I wasn't, I was working too much. So I sold my firm and started teaching infinite banking 100% of the time. And then eventually Cameron and I had joined forces about four years ago. And so if you put us into category, it would be financial advisory, but we're very different. No 401ks, no mutual funds. We help people invest in things that they know. And typically that's going to be starting their own business, And we're huge fans of real estate. Yeah. Well, and I think that is the true difference. There's always different levels of advice every yeah. along the way, right? And when you first get into your Edward Jones, and I'm not going to beat up Edward Jones, but that's who I used to work for. So like, we'll yeah, call that the lower, we will that's the lower end of the totem pole of all financial advisory firm, firms. <laughs> and they're great at teaching, but it really is a setup. I mean, it really is a con job. It's a sales. I mean, I was a glorified salesperson, sure. right? And it really was Wall Street, sell A shares, get their money, make your fees, and that's how you survive every month. Keep what you kill, right? With, oh yeah, but we're going to be holistic, right? Yeah. But holistic (laughs) for them is all paper assets, right? And that's not how the rich play the game. Not the real rich people that like they're not investing in that stuff. They're very well different. And what you just alluded to, Anthony, which is they're owning businesses, they're owning real estate, right? Cameron, you talked about earlier a million dollar mistake before we got on the show. Let's open that thing up and let's kind of talk about that because I think that was very interesting. I need everybody to hear it. Yeah, a million dollar mistake, to be honest with you, Corey, this is probably one of my favorite conversations is when people kind of start looking at investing, they get very narrow focus. And so this conversation should help somebody back out from kind of that micro perspective to taking a macro perspective on their finances. And so I'm going to walk you guys through this and share some numbers with you, but these numbers are going to be very generic. Okay. So typically, if somebody comes to us and they have a million dollars, 
of investable assets. They're going to take 800,000 of that and they're going to go put it to work, right? If somebody's in real estate, they're looking for a minimum of double digit returns and they'll go out there, they'll get 10% at the end of the year, right? They get $80,000 that they've made in profits and they've got a 10% rate of return. If you take the 80,000 that they earned at 10%, right? They had an 8% return on their entire wealth. And so that is not the problem. The problem is not on the investment side. The problem is the cash that they have sitting on the side, right? Every real estate investor is sitting on cash and almost everybody has it sitting there earning almost zero. And so that is the problem, right? That we are going to address. And so again, when people first look at infinite banking, they try to compare the returns inside of an insurance policy to what they can earn inside real estate. And that is the wrong comparison, Really what we want to do is we want to make sure that they understand that, hey, listen, we're going to take the cash that you have and instead of earning zero, we're going to get it into a policy. And if we can get that 200000 into a policy, and let's say you can earn 5%, that is $10,000 over that first year. So now if you take that 10000 and you add it to the original 80000 that we earned in real estate, is we've earned 90000 that year and we just took someone's return on their overall wealth from 8 to 9%. If you take those same projections out, Corey, and you move that forward over 30 years, a million dollars at 8% over 30 years is going to be right at $10 million. Right. If you take a million dollars and you increase that by 1%, right, to nine, mentally that doesn't sound like a big deal. But if you look at those numbers, it actually increases the overall return to just over 13 million. The million dollar mistake that we- re- Three million, it's a $3 million mistake, Exactly. Right? It doesn't have the same ring to it. So we call it the million dollar mistake, right? The million dollar mistake is really 3 million. Right. And that's the difference. But people kind of get up on rates of return. That's why you fight for that 1% too, right? To me, when I think about wealthy people, really that they're understanding their real goal is to make sure my money is working all the time. That's the money problem I think wealthy people have. It's not about, my problem is I got to make sure my money's working. You see this in real wealthy people, like the ones that we deal with investors are like, dude, I got to place this money. Like they're emphatical about placing wealth because they know if they don't, they're eroding their earnings. And it happens more quickly than you think. One or 2% means everything. Oh, absolutely. And you meet with somebody and this is a common scenario, right? Somebody's always got cash on reserves. You need it for repairs, you need it for maintenance, whatever else, incidentals. Think about myself right now. <laughs> and that's the big- about a million two, million five, yeah. right? Sitting, the bank makes me have liquidity, right? Absolutely. I'll tell you what, if this is something you should look at is transitioning or just moving your cash over to cash value inside of a policy, you're going to get a much higher rate of return. And then you've got all these other ancillary benefits that, I don't know, if we have time, we'll get into it. Yeah, it's still Liquid, yeah, it's still yep. somewhat liquid. At least the bank thinks it's liquid, liquid enough, right? It's liquid. I, I would say it's liquid. I'm doing a land deal today and I needed to wire them the money. They got the money same day. And yeah. again, the way we're using life insurance is very different. I like to say this ain't your mama's whole life. This is designed very different. It's designed for high cash value. The death benefit, we like to say, is just icing on the cake. Hey everyone, 2023 is the year where new millionaires are made and it's time to take action. A lot of things have changed in multifamily and you need to know what is working now. You must learn how to raise cheap capital correctly. You need the systems to unlock unlimited deal flow and you need a support team 
to guide you along the way. So guess what? The Kahuna Boardroom is now open. We only have space for about 60 people, and I'm telling you, this event is next level. We do it right, we do it well, and I will teach you. I will give you everything that I've learned. Now, I only have space for 60 people, and this is really the course that will get you there. So it's three days of live training, a full home study course, our trusted cash flow calculator, to underwrite your deals. And if you enroll now, I'll include five bonus training sessions building up to the live event. So listen, do not waste a single minute. Go to the Kahuna Boardroom. I've just lowered the price to $997 for, this is a Valentine special, my friends. Only 60 people get to attend this event. You want that to be you. So go to kahunaboardroom.com and register today. You will not be disappointed, my friend. Right. Makes sense. So that's a great analogy of 1% is a $3 million mistake, right? Yeah. I, for everybody listening, like you're going to let that sit in for just a second because when you really look at your retirement and wealth, because 30 years goes by fast, guys. I mean, listen, 10 <laughs> years goes by in a heartbeat, right? And as we start to get older and as we start making wealth, especially in your prime years, right, from your 40s, 50s, 60s, that's 30 years right there in that span. And that's when you're in your best earning income potential years, right? You're making good, good money. It's the best it's ever been. And to make bad mistakes on your money is the difference between retiring in poverty Mm -hmm. and retiring with lots of money in the bank and living that lifestyle that you want, right? Then explain to us a little bit more about the metrics. How does it work? Well, I would say how it works is, again, we got to store our money somewhere. Or what do you guys do to help people make it work? I guess is probably more of a better question. Well, how we help them is we teach them how and why this concept works. It's got to start with education, right? Right. Not the numbers, but we have education process that we will take them through. So we help them with the education and designing a policy. Again, it's very unique. It's not your typical, like a typical financial planner. Edward Jones, (laughs) the design is very different. The design is going to be focused on high cash value, low death benefit. We want that liquidity because the goal isn't to have life insurance. The goal is to create passive income, is to buy those assets. But it's going to take some capital. That capital has to store somewhere. So what we teach how and why storing that capital inside a policy is better than storing it in a bank account. Because Corey, tell me if you could relate with a lot of your listeners, a lot of them are, they want to buy assets. So they set some money aside, typically on a systematic way somewhere where it's safe and liquid. Yep. And so that's typically going to be a bank account, right? Yeah. And then as soon as they have enough money to buy an asset, we buy the asset and drain the account, but then we buy another asset. So we fill up that bank account until we have enough to buy asset number two, then we drain the account. Problem is... Or you sell one and then you got to have liquidity, right? So you sit on a million two and it just sits there in the account. Yeah. yeah so th- Maybe in a money market, but like I'm not trying to mess with it too much, right? So what people will do is they store it in their bank, right? And then they go deploy it and invest it. And then when that cash flow or profits come, they put it back in the bank. 
And then they just continue this process over and over again. There's a couple of problems with this. The biggest one is we're breaking the compound interest curve. Every time we drain the account, we stop earning interest on there. And True. all we're really saying in the simplest terms, instead of storing that in a bank that's safe and liquid, you can store it in a high cash value policy that is safe and liquid. And some might even argue it's safer than a bank, but it's going to earn a higher rate of return. And depending on the state, it's going to be protected from creditors. So right. we have clients that are putting in literally $100,000 into a policy, and now it is protected from creditors and it's liquid. So now when we find an opportunity, we got to take that capital. And if we take the capital from the policy, instead of draining the account, we can leverage against it. So we take a yeah. policy loan. And the policy loan is very different than a commercial loan because there's no credit, is not run on your credit, and there's no structured repayment schedule. So you have access to that money. And then again, you put it in an asset and that should create cash flow or profits. We got to put it somewhere. So we put it back right. in the policy. So, bingo. And because we never drain the account, we borrowed against it. The policy is going to continue to grow during the whole time you're using it. And also with the interest that we pay on those policy loans, if we use the money to create taxable income, aka single family or multifamily or a syndication, we can deduct that interest against a profit from that investment. So I say this is just like your rewards credit card. Right. Oh yeah. Better, <laughs> better than the rewards credit card. Yeah. And so that's what it is in the simplest terms. A lot of times, and even myself, I mean, I'm a recovering CPA. I have a tendency to get in the details, right? But simplest right. terms, you got to store the cash somewhere. And we believe putting it in a whole life policy designed properly is better than any bank. This has probably been one of the easiest. Now I've heard infinite banking like three or four times. We've had a couple people on our show, right? Mm -hmm. That is the best explanation that I've seen and heard yet, right? To really, truly understand. And I like the idea of what you guys were saying too, is this is where it really makes a lot more sense to me. Like, okay, because part of me says, well, if my investing dollars, I'm going to go invest. Why would I ever put anything in there, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. I was like, I would just go invest it, right? Like, why would I even buy a policy? But the way you guys set it up is like, no, 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 no. This is for your safe money. This is the money that you need to have. And we all have that money, right? Everybody that's been in business that's doing well has got this safety net money, right? Mm -hmm. And it's most of us, like me right now, is earning zero yeah. or almost zero, right? The money market does not pay, let me tell you. <laughs> this right? is the low-hanging And especially fruit. now yeah. with inflation, I am losing money yeah. slowly but safely, right? Um, <laughs> and I'm beating myself up right now as, as I'm actually coming to this reality of this is the first time it really has clicked for me that I actually really understand what, what the overlay, like, why would I do this? Yeah. Right? And I think you guys just made probably one of the best statements of why is because I think everybody has that kind of money. And I know I do. And I'm like, geez, Louise, that makes a lot of sense, right? In your guys' company, mm -hmm. what does your best client look like? Like, who are they? Mm. We really have two of them, kind of business owners, real estate investors, right? The real estate investors is we have a ton of clients that are active that right are know exactly what they're going to invest in. They've already creating passive income. And that's one of the opportunities that we come in and we show them. We say, hey, listen, you're not being as efficient as possible, 
right? Right. So that's what we're coming in and helping them do them. But the other probably large demographic that we have are people that want to be real estate investors, right? That are working, right. that are W-2 employees that are looking to transition. And so those guys, number one is we do need to clean up some of the accounts that they have their money in because right. most typical and pretty much every other account that you're going to look at is it's really, really difficult to invest in real estate or businesses in those. And so right. that's a whole nother conversation. That's what we're doing is we're introducing them to the opportunity. And then the second part of it is we'll take and we'll help them vet some opportunities in which they can create passive income, right? So Corey, you'd mentioned that you've had other people on here before. And what I would venture to say is that one of the reasons that we're a little bit different than others is number one is we're going to show you infinite banking. We're going to educate you on how this whole thing works. But also number two is the implementation of it, right? Is if someone doesn't know or hasn't really stepped into that real estate field yet, we're going to help them vet some opportunities and we'll help them put this money to work to create passive income. You're going to help find either operators like me or other different vehicles that they can put that money into. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. At all different levels, right? So somebody that's got just a few thousand bucks to somebody that's got a million dollars and needs to put it to work. We've helped everybody. Well, and I think that's the part of the advising. Think about this. Most business owners that I know are super busy running their mm-hmm. business, Yeah, yeah. right? They don't really have time to do... They all want to do real estate, but they just don't have the time. Yep. Yeah. And so I guess that's really the benefit of having those two groups too, because one fulfills the other, right? You know, you need real estate guys because they have usually have deals that are available. Hey, I need funding for this, I need funding for that. It's a great way to, to, for everybody to win, right? And you guys get to help people do what they want to do best, which is not only grow their wealth, but also, I mean, we've not even talked about it, but the big T word, right? April is here, right? It is April, March. Yeah, next, it feels next, like, yeah. yeah. April is almost here. Yeah, March right now. Thank God. Hey, by the way, for everybody that's listening, your K1s <laughs> do out in 15 more days. <laughs> But we got ours out today. We're recording this on uh, March 1st. Oh, wow. Good for you. That's impressive. I'm going to tell you what. I hired a new controller a year and a half ago. We missed the date, right? Like by two or three days. We fought like hell to get K1s out, at least the preview, right? So like, mm-hmm. yeah, right now we're it. like, you got 10 days to check it out. We're going to finalize them here pretty shortly. But man, you want to talk about a, about 500 K1s out and have, your CV and have them be accurate. Yeah. Ooh. I've been there. I mean, when the yeah, well, yeah, he already knows yeah. this, out, right? So, <laughs> I'd much rather be here talking to you, Corey, than reviewing K ones. Hey, ones for my CPAs that do this. Uh, God bless them, those guys, right? Yeah. But here's the truth, right? This is what I realized too: is the cleaner your books are, the easier it is. Like. Last year, it just was a little bit chaotic because we just went from a, a CPA to a different controller and all that stuff. And then when you get organized and you really get it dialed in mm-hmm. and then you keep it tight all throughout the year, the end of the year is more of a, it's not so crazy yeah. if you have it clean and accurate. That's all I'll say about that, right? But taxes are a big part of the game. And for you guys in that strategy, not paying taxes has got to be a big deal too. I mean, for me, I got a little (laughs) special place in my heart of minimizing taxes. But yeah, for a lot of people, uh, that may be their single largest expense, Mm -hmm. right? When you really look at it. So it's important to manage it. It can erode your wealth faster than you think. Like, it's great to make money, but then you add taxes on it. So like, wait, what happened to all my money, right? It's not all there. So if you can avoid that in any way, shape or form. Well, I throw this out. I know we're kind of here talking about infinite banking, but like taxes are like the mob always keeps pulling me back in. We do work with some tax strategists that I know this is being recorded, but (laughs) they've helped me legally move $100,000 off my tax return. Yeah. 
I still got the money. The tax code is a tax code, no matter what your wealth is. So if you can be proactive and use that to your advantage, you can do the same thing the wealthy are doing. So this is funny. We had an event. We actually paid Robert Kiyosaki to come speak at one of our events. Nice. And so his, uh, Tom Wilwright came, right? Uh, yeah. his CPA, right? Yeah. So Tom was giving this the story of like, hey, man, we went to this thing in some other country and they're looking at this car, some exotic car, right? And, uh, you know, I guess Robert went up there and said, hey, is this car, can this car be tax deductible in this country? Can we deduct it? And the tax guy was like, oh, no, there's no way you can't do that. It's absolutely. And so the next day, it was Tom's time to speak. And so Robert gets up there. He goes, hey, Tom, show them how this car can be tax deductible. Mm. And, you know, they'd already prepped for it the night before. At the end, Tom's thought was, listen, everything could be almost deductible if you have a plan and you understand what you're doing and you know all the rules. Mm -hmm. You can figure out a way. A lot of times it's figuring out the way Mm -hmm. to do it. And there's usually a way if you'll look hard enough and try to understand what you have to do to make it happen. Now, it may not be worth it, but you probably could do it if you figure Mm -hmm. it out. Right. Speaking of Tom Wilwright in his latest book, is that where you're going? I got something better to say. Go ahead. No, not better than this. <laughs> Him and I banter all the time, Corey. And the last book that came out probably about six months ago, I think it was The Seven Strategies, but he detailed infinite banking. He detailed using the policy and deducting and deducting the interest. What I was going to say there, Corey, that's much more valuable, a little nugget here for you, is that his books and the way that Tom approaches accounting is amazing, right? First and foremost, Anthony and I have been doing this for a long time. We're in Vegas. And I spent a long time going out and trying to find accountants that were proactive. And what I would say is 99% of accountants out there are reactive, right? They just take what you did the last year, report it, turn it in. Very few of them are willing to go out there with the liability and give you advice on what to do moving forward. And that is the real difference, my friend, too. Hey, everybody, I just wanted to remind you, the Kahuna boardroom is open and it's live. And I just want to tell you from the bottom of my heart, anybody that's attended this event, I'm telling you right now that they have been blown away. And the reason for that is, you know how you go to most events and there's a bunch of selling and this, you need that, you need my next course, you need all this other upsell stuff. Like the event that you go to is really not the one that you really need. That's not this. I spend three days teaching you everything that I know. I give you all my forms, all my stuff. And most importantly, if (laughs) I introduce you, I give you my credibility kit. In other words, we make one for you guys. But because I put myself as your partner, I get to include all my properties in your credibility kit with your branding, your colors. I don't know who else does that, but I'm telling you just for that alone, it is worth the $9.97 just to get in. So if you're looking to change your life in 2023 and really level up, I highly recommend that you go to kahunaboardroom.com and register now. April 27th through the 29th is when the event starts. So when is the Kuna Boardroom? It's April 27th through the 29th in Scottsdale, Arizona. Guys, you will not want to miss the event. The weather's going to be great. It's going to be a wonderful time. And I would love, love to see you there. Absolutely. Totally agree. If you get into Tom Wilwright's book and you look at his approach, he approaches accounting the way that we approach personal finance. And he starts with the goals in mind. And he says, hey, what's your goal? What are you trying to do? Where are you going to go? And then he backs into like what accounts that you should be using. And that is the same thing that we do. People approach us and they say, hey, I want to have passive income the next five years. They got all their money in a 401k. And you're like, that's not going to happen, right? That's not going to work. You can't use that. And so we got to start with the goals in mind. And then the vehicles that we use, our goals will dictate what vehicles 
we're going to use to get there. And it seems like such a simple thing, yeah. but like, I mean, even, I mean, I've got good CPAs, but I feel like I still like... I'm leading the conversations. I'm like, well, let's have a quarterly review. And they're like, well, we're here for a quarterly review. So what's going on? Yeah. And I'm like, what does that mean? Right. I'm like, guys. Okay. So I'm like, what I really want to know is here's how much money I make so far. Yeah. Right. Here's what I'm, I'm thinking about planning and selling a couple of things. Do I sell it now? Do I wait till next year? Do I need to buy something else in between? Mm-hmm. Like I need some strategies to make sure to me, I was just like, you guys, uh, it just makes it infuriates me, right? I get Absolutely. so mad. Absolutely. I'm like, why did we waste our time here? Like, surely you guys have been handling my stuff. You know all my money. And if you needed something for me to have this review, why didn't you just ask me, hey, Corey, what's the amount of income you've had? Or like, give me a yeah. quick snapshot. We will provide anything you need. Because those are the conversations I want to have, just like you guys were saying, that proactive approach of where do you want to go? Then we can build the strategy behind it. Yeah. And it may change along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll give you some names that you can interview on your podcast. We've got a couple accountants in our network that are proactive and approach planning the same way that we do financial planning as well. Perfect. So I need to find those guys. And I still like the guys that do, they actually do my K-1s. Those guys do my K-1s great, but they're not proactive in like Corey Peterson's taxes, (laughs) right? So luckily I get enough depreciation doesn't matter, but I still want to make sure that I don't ever pay taxes ever. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Awesome. Listen, as we wrap up, guys, first of all, I want to just say pleasure talking to you guys and really you guys bring a lot of light to a subject that I think a lot of people don't understand, right? And here I am. I feel like I'm that guy. I don't understand it exactly. And even though I've had people on my podcast, you guys are the first ones that are actually making a lot of sense to me right now. I think I get it, the placeholder for what it makes sense to do and then how you approach it, right? Yeah. I know there's got to be a lot of people out there that have money just sitting just there, just like I do, right? And they should be doing something with it. Yep. Just a little education is all that's needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, truly, truly. So in books, I know you brought a book, Anthony. What are you guys reading right now? Any books you guys have been reading lately that's really turned your needle that you're like, man, that's a good one? I that's would one. say you can use that one. I'm just finishing Good to Great, which has been around for a while. And I'm a little, don't like saying uh, I'm just come. I'm just reading it now. But behind, behind uh, the times. But, you know, I thought it focused on large companies, yeah. but those principles can be related to any company. You don't need to be large to be great. Amen. My favorite book, I mentioned this several times, is Anti-Fragile by Asim Taleb. And what he talks about is he talks about this idea of fragility, right? If you have an object that you put under stress or pressure, right? And it cracks, everybody knows that's fragile. What people believe the opposite of that is resiliency, right? That object, you put it under stress or pressure, it's resilient to it. It doesn't break. In the English language, we don't have a word for this idea of anti-fragility, which he wrote this entire book about, meaning that if you have an object, it needs that stress or pressure to grow and to get better and stronger. And that concept right there has completely changed the way I approach pretty much my whole life, to be honest. I love that idea of needing that pressure. And once you kind of understand that, you realize that, man, life or marriage or working out and all this stuff isn't supposed to be easy, right? It's a great motivator. It's what puts you in the driver's seat is like the little bit of pressure behind you. And that's life, by the way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's not fair. Yeah. I'll share one more if you don't mind, Corey. The other one that I'd recommend is Profit First. This is for real estate investing. And this is written by David Richter. Great, great book. But what he talks about is even Robert Kiyosaki, you referenced him before, and even George Clayson wrote The Richest Man in Babylon. And they all talk about paying yourself first. It's all in theory though, right? 
David Richter's come along, put a book together that gives you like the practical application on how to actually do that. Fine tune for real estate investors. And so Profit First is great. I love that book, right? We implemented it. We were implemented before I even knew like what it was, right? Mm-hmm. So I was still more of a, you know, buckets of money kind of thing, yeah. right? So I'd already opened up like five or six bank accounts for every property that I buy, right? Because I wanted to sweep money away because I always found out whatever was in the operating account always gets spent. Yeah. Right mm-hmm. from the property management companies, right? They just seem to seem to always spend it. I was like, <laughs> I got to get that money out of there and put it in different spots so I can have it available, right? And I realized, I was like, oh my god, this is just a more advanced level of doing the same thing. But gosh darn, it works, right? Yeah, absolutely. And just getting very methodical with it. Yeah, we're doing a live event with David Richter. If any of your listeners want to join us, we'll get that information over to you. Awesome. If guys want to learn more about your guys' company and how to get a hold of you guys and just learn more about Infinite Wealth and maybe some of the education you guys have, where would they go? Yeah, they can go to InfiniteWealthConsultants.com. That is our website. We have a podcast. You can see it right here behind us. Infinite Wealth Podcast. We're on all the major platforms out there. But Corey, we do have an online course. And kind of as a thank you, what we'll do is we'll extend your listeners. We'll give you a link that they can actually access our course for free. And so we'll give you that. We'll put it in the notes, but it's going to be infinitewealthconsultants.com backslash multifamily legacy. And if they go to that landing page, that'll let them in the course. Usually we charge $500, but really once they get in there, what they're going to find is really just the education on infinite banking, some of the how-tos. They'll find some case studies, some overviews on it, and uh, there won't be anything salesy in there, right? It'll just be all education. And there'll be a link in there that if they want more information after that point, they can schedule a meeting with myself or Anthony. Oh, that is awesome. Well, make sure we put it in the show notes too. So if you guys are listening to this right now, you can go in the show notes and find that link for sure. If you didn't just hear it, don't worry about it. It'll be in the show notes, so we'll make sure we get that to you guys. So guys, as we wrap up, man, first of all, there's lots of ways to make money, right? There really Mm -hmm. is. And you guys alluded to it a couple times, right? Like having strategies are the most important part of that vehicle, right? Mm -hmm. And really having a mindset. And both you guys have talked about you had a shift, right? And the way you were thinking and it changed and then the way you've moved forward has really propelled you guys and propelled your success. What advice would you give to people that are listening to this podcast right now? Either newer, let's say, we'll just talk about the holistic approach to it. What advice would you like to give people listening right now? I would say... Think long-term and find a mentor. The old saying goes, if you want to go fast, go by yourself. But if you want to go far, you need to take somebody with you. And so sometimes those mentors are free. Sometimes you need to pay for coaching. But a good mentor or coach can help you achieve your goals much faster than on your own. Amen. I would say that nobody's going to care more about your money than yourself. That is fact. You'd better learn how to manage your own money and have control over what you're doing. That is what's going to lead to success, not outsourcing that to anybody else. Amen. True words to live by, guys. Listen, thank you guys for coming on the podcast, by the way. Listen, this is really how we do it. We like to bring great education, great educators that will teach and guide and give you solid information and a solid foundation. Anthony Cameron, thank you again for coming on. Guys, success does not happen by accident. It is actually a choice. It is something you have to come up, you put it in your mind, and guys, more than ever, I think belief is really the catalyst, right? Before you can become successful or move to that next level, you have to put it in your mind, you have to believe it, guys. If you believe it, you can achieve it, and your paradise is possible. 